0: This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Florida Horse Podcast filmed at Horse Capital TV Studios right here in Ocala, Florida. I'm your host, Brock Sheridan, and today our guest is Christine Jones, the Director of Stallion Services at Pleasant Acres Farm, certainly a premier stallion station here in Florida. Welcome, Christine.
1: Thank you very much, Brock. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Great, great. A little bit about uh, Pleasant Acre Stallions. They're owned and operated by Joe and Helen Barbizon, and it's a 400-acre full-service commercial breeding facility in Morriston, Florida that currently stands 13 stallions here in Florida. Uh, Got a great roster this year for 2023. I imagine you're very busy because we're right in the middle of breeding season right now.
1: Yes, extremely busy. I'm glad I could cut out a, a little time to come and visit with you.
0: So let's start out talking about the newest stallion on Pleasant Acres roster. That's Mutasa Beck and Mutasa Beck is uh, standing this year for $6,500. What can you tell us about this new superstar?
1: Well, you said it all. He's a superstar for sure. Um, We are more than thrilled to have a grade two winning son of Into Mischief added to our roster this year. He's only been there for about two and a half weeks at this point and it was a decision by the owner of Mutazebek to come to Florida. The horse is absolutely gorgeous looking. He is definitely into mischief all the way. Very strong shoulder, great quarters, beautiful head. He walks through it just just like a champ. So to be able to have a grade two winner grade three placed stakes horse with uh, his credibility of being uh, in the money four times out of six is pretty darn good.
0: That is uh, certainly uh, exciting. Now, we we're talking about Muta- Mutasa Beck as being a big star. Another big star at Pleasant Acre Stallions is, of course, Gunna Vera. Uh, he earned more than $5 million, so there's never been a stallion in Florida that's ever earned that much. There's not many stallions anywhere that have earned that much. Uh, so uh, he's uh, been here for a couple of years now. Tell us how the, the breeders are responding to Gunavera.
1: Well, Gunnavera has absolutely brought everything to the table. Um, we are very proud of him. He started off his first season with 105 mares bred. The second season is 78, and the progeny have just now started going to the sale. Last October at Saratoga, his first weanling sold for 50000 which was pretty nice. That was off to a great start. Then right after that in January, right here at OBS, he had another cold sell for 100000 so that that really says a lot. The breeders are loving him. The mares are getting booked to him solidly again this year. So I expect that we're going to have a terrific year for him. All of his foals appear to be very tall and leggy and are bringing him to the table for sure.
0: Yeah, the buyers at the sales are loving his foals. That's for sure. I mean, yes. that's one thing about Gunavera. Other than the, fo- you know, is what a great racehorse he was. Mm-hmm. But boy, has he proven to be a, a good investment for for breeders here in Florida as well. I mean, oh yes, you know, people love his foals. Let's talk about somebody else that's very popular—a horse that you have out there, Linster. Now he bred more than a hundred mares last year.
1: Yes, he so, did. So uh,
0: it goes, kind of goes without saying that his popularity is uh, pretty high here in Florida.
1: Yes, it is, and and rightfully so. Um, he is the uh, record holder right now in the Shakertown and the Troy, which is uh, really really a nice thing. He has four triple-digit buyers. He is um, a multiple-graded stakes winner, and he's also the half-brother to Stormy Liberal. So it doesn't get a whole lot better
0: than that. Has he had any babies hit the ground yet?
1: Yes, he has. There's about a half a dozen out there already, and they are definitely looking the part. They um, all seem to have that really nice shoulder that he has, mm-hmm. and um, I'm looking forward to this whole brand-new season for him and his mares are lining up at the door so we're happy
0: of course one of the other popular sires that you have out there he's a champion neolithic he was the ftboa uh champion freshman sire of 2021 uh he's by harlan's holiday a very popular sire boy he's had some good runners so far hasn't he
1: Mm -hmm, absolutely he has and they have been Make it big and Katen have really, you know, put their stuff on the table. And he's showing up continually at the sale by selling, you know, his horses for more than a hundred thousand, which, you know, is always a nice kind of bankroll in everyone's pocket. I'm happy to tell you that last year going into his fifth season, he bred almost 90 mares, which is really great. I, it makes me feel really good about the confidence that our breeders have in him.
0: Of course, one of the uh, bloodlines that everybody looks for, no matter where you are, is Tap It. And that brings us to our next stallion to talk about, and that's Magic on Tap. Uh, Magic on Tap is by Tap. Boy, he's got some uh, really, really impressive bloodlines. He's out of that street since there. It's Abby Kay, uh, who was fantastic in her own right. Tell us a little bit about Magic on Tap and how the breeders are responding to him.
1: Well, it's been very consistent. Every time I take Magic out and bring him out to show the people, our breeders, our friends, uh the first thing that usually comes out is, "Wow. <laughs> he is a big, strong, good-looking horse. He is probably 163 and he has this strong quarter and a beautiful shoulder, not to mention a nice neck set, head and a beautiful eye, of course. And his dam side, of course, is beautiful out of the mare, Abi K. And just so everybody knows, he is on the same cross as Constitution, who stands for 115000 and Essential Quality, who stands for 75000 So we are more than thrilled to have this horse here with us. And another nice bonus is that Ms. Lyons is actually sending mares to the stallion this year as well. So her support is just wonderful.
0: Well, that's something that, that people always look for when they're trying to pick out a, a stallion is they look for when the owner of the stallion supports that stallion mm-hmm. with their own mares. Yeah. and you're saying that the magic on tap is getting plenty of support from his ownership team as well.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Which makes my job a whole lot better.
0: <laughs> that does it. Makes it a whole lot better. Makes my job a whole lot better because you're probably <laughs> going to be more babies to write about too. That's right. So good. Curlin's Honor, more good bloodlines to talk about. Curlin's Honor is a stallion that's been out there. Um, he is, of course, owned by Mike Hall, who's on our board of directors. And uh, he is by two-time Horse of the Year Curlin. Uh, he uh, sold for $1.5 million um, when he was a youngster. And uh, uh, tell us a little bit about Curlin's Honor and, and uh, what uh, the breeders should be looking for when they when they take him there to him.
1: Curlin's Honor is a magnificent-looking stallion. He brings a lot to the table. He can run short, long, on any surface. He can get the job done. And when you look at him physically, it's absolutely no wonder he was a record-breaking $1.5 million horse. For sure. He is stunning. Um, His progeny are turning out to look a lot like him very nice, very strong, strong shoulders, good hips, good bone for sure. And they all seem to be very precocious looking, which I know that's one of the biggest things that our our breeders are looking for.
0: Um, When you talk about an underrated stallion we have uh, the FTBA gives out an award for the leading sire for the freshman sire the juvenile sire if we gave out an award for an underrated sire it'd have to be gone astray And Astray has always been one of my favorites just because he's been so prolific in the Florida sire, producing Florida sire stakes winners. I think a statistic that a lot of people probably don't know about him is that he's the third leading sire among uh, Florida sire stakes, producing Florida sire stakes winners. I mean, he's just a, a horse that people really, despite his age, people really need to take a second look at him, don't they?
1: Oh, yes, I totally agree with you. He is a veteran in our roster, and we are very happy to have him there, as you mentioned. He is on the uh consistently on the top ten list consistently all the time. He has approximately two hundred and eighty two runners, and out of those runners, there are a hundred and ninety six winners. Two two of which are champions, and there's about 14 black-type horses in all, and we all are familiar with uh, Shifty She and Three Rules, so he just keeps making better and better horses, and he is definitely one of our, you know... Long-time veterans, for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about I, Shifty Shea is a perfect example of of Florida style, a Florida stallion that can have a lot of success in the Florida sire Stakes, but also has produces winners on the turf in New York. And Shifty She, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who went uh, to, up to New York and and uh, was very successful on the turf up there. Let's talk a little bit about Amaris Prince, um, the Galileo line is a very interesting line uh, because it's mostly European. People may not think that that would be something that uh, would Florida breeders would uh, really find attractive, but you've had success with other stallions out there at Pleasant Acres Treasure, um, uh, Treasure Beach, I believe, was by Galileo, too. Mm-hmm. So that brings us to uh, Amiris Prince, who is by um, uh, uh, a sire by the name of Teofilo, mm-hmm. who's uh, over in uh, Europe. So tell us about Amiris Prince and, and uh, some of the things that... Uh, Are some of his best qualities?
1: Well, you know, he's probably one of the most confirmationally correct and physically beautiful horses that I have. And with that being said, he's already accumulated um, $1.2 million in his progeny earnings. And that comes from a very small group, Um, 14 out of 25. So he's really managed to, you know, do his job.
0: Yeah, um, another horse that's uh, fairly new out there, I think he came uh, maybe even uh, last year, is uh, No Never No More. Uh, He's a three-quarter brother to French two-year-old champion No Nay Never. Who currently stands in Ireland at Coolmore for $125,000 just looking at my notes. So there's an opportunity for Florida breeders, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Uh, no Never No More came to us um, in for the 22 season and his owner is from uh, Nevada and he loves to give this horse as much opportunity as he can. The horse is um, from the impeccable line of no nay never and I think that I heard I could be mistaken that they just raised this fee to 175000 so with that all being said, this guy at 2500 is certainly a bargain and brings a lot of that wonderful bloodline to the table.
0: Oh, absolutely. You can really strike it uh, rich with a horse like that, mm-hmm. um, Pay $2,500. So let's talk about another uh, stallion out there at Pleasant Acres, and that's Jaff Mill. He's uh, another with great bloodlines, distorted humor, out of a stormcat mare. Uh, tell us a little bit about Jaff Mill, because he has an owner that uh, supports him very well, too.
1: Indeed, he does. And this... This horse came from a private breeding farm in Iowa. This gentleman purchased this horse and decided to um, encourage his own private mare band. And with that being said, he has, to his credit, um, 21 winners out of 27 runners, which comes to be about 80% on the board, Wow! which is pretty incredible when you think that you know, this gentleman has done that in Iowa <laughs> with just his own private mares. So he was kind enough to want to come to Florida and share this good guy with us. So we're we're very happy to have him.
0: Okay, let's talk about uh, a, a stallion that I kind of like out there uh, a little bit, and that's sweet on the ladies. And one of the reasons that I like him is that I'm obviously a big fan of Florida breads, and he defeated Two of my favorite Florida breads an Imperial Hint, next wide jet when he was on the track. Um, and uh, he's he's a, a horse that I mean, if you're looking for speed, I would think you'd be looking for sweet on the ladies.
1: Yes, I would have to agree with you. He is a multiple graded stakes winner, and we're um happy to see that his foals are, are big and strong. And if you look at him and look at the foals, he's doing a terrific job because the foals are markedly bigger than him and are strong good bone and very sensible
0: uh, another stallion that is, he's new to Pleasant Acres. He's not new to Florida, but long on value. Uh, he was a, a millionaire. He's a winner of eight stakes. He was very versatile talking about somebody that could travel a lot. He won in the United States. He won in Dubai. He won in Canada. Uh, I mean, he, he, he went all over the place, England. I think he actually won a race in England. Um, he, he was, uh, he won a grade one at Woodbine and, uh, he provides, some value for florida breeders as well doesn't he because he stands for 2500
1: yes his fee is 2500 and indeed he has all of those things that you just said and he brings a lot to the table he's a millionaire he has seven triple digit buyers he is a world-renowned horse who have has raced in as you mentioned four different countries so we are looking forward to this year his three-year-olds because they are Big, strong horses. I think perhaps the two year old year was not where he maybe fits in, but his three year olds look like they're going to definitely be something to look for.
0: Well, a horse that's producing things that uh, people have already seen you don't have to look for, and that's Bucaro. Now, we've already done a podcast on Bucaro, so I encourage you to go back and uh, watch that uh, podcast. But uh, that was, you know, a couple of months ago when we did that podcast. So what updates do you have, have for us on Bucaro?
1: Well, Buccaro continues to be one of the driving forces in the barn, for sure, just like his owner. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he is a breeder favorite, for sure. I could have the paparazzi out there all day. Um, Anyway, with all kidding aside, he has managed to breed 416 mares in his first four seasons, which is just phenomenal. I'm very proud of that, for sure. And I look forward to, I think there's approximately 89 that'll be performing in 2023. So hopefully we're knocking on the door for a stakes horse, for sure. I think Todd Carroll's going to jump up there and he'll be the first one.
0: Yeah, there's, I mean, he's he's he doesn't have a stakes winner yet, but he's about as close to getting stakes winners as a horse can get without having a stakes winner. I think he had a horse that crossed the finish line in a stakes here at Goldstream Park and got disqualified. Uh, If you want to know about that, you can go back and listen to the podcast because Harlan has plenty to say about that as well. Well, Christine, I want to thank you very much for for taking the time, especially during breeding season. I know you're very busy. Uh, uh, how many phone calls do you take a day out there? Talk a little bit about your position as a stallion director. So you're booking all the mares that are coming to these stallions in the in these during this breeding season. How many calls do you think you take a day?
1: Oh, probably upward of 100.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Uh huh. Yes, but you know what? It's great. I love what I do. And Joe and Helen are great people. They are the salt of the earth. So they make it so that I can perform my job and do it at my best. And I would just have to tell you that I feel very strongly about our Florida industry and the people and the breeders that come to the farm. They are extremely important to me this the stallion owners and the breeders are the lifeline of our business and without them we have nothing so I would just personally like to say thank you to each and every one. I try to do that on a regular basis, but maybe this will reach a few more. Anyway, thank you from Pleasant Acre Stallions, and we hope to see everybody this year.
0: Well, if you have a mare and you're considering uh, 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 any of the stallions, we hope you consider Pleasant Acre Stallions here in Morriston, Florida. Christine is be always help you with you mary or have any kind of matching software that you might be interested in they can always help you out with that uh, i'm sure anytime you want to come out and look at the stallions absolutely either, there's always an opportunity for that too uh, that's going to do it for today i want to thank you once again christine for stopping by especially during this busy time of year uh, for our podcast today if you want to learn more about the thoroughbred industry here in florida you can always check out wire to wire at uh, wire.net. i'm brock sheridan so long everyone This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Feeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture.